Hello and welcome to Pod on the Tyne, a podcast all about Newcastle United by The Athletic. Bet365 sponsors our podcast and features over 300,000 sporting events on their betting app. It's got everything you'll ever need to bet on sport. The Bet365 app lets you access pre-match and in-play markets and provide instant match updates. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sports betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and the Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hello, it's the pod on the time. Fifth round of the cup! <laughs> Fucking hell, George, Jesus. Yes, so Newcastle United are in the fifth round of the FA Cup with a late in extra time uh, winner from Alan San Maximan. A goal so good it caused one fan to whip out his old chap and wave it around in the stands. Directly behind an advertising board displaying an advert for Viagra. And if that's not mad enough for you, we're going to talk about the game as well. Uh, But first, before we do any of that, we're going to go over to our man down in Oxford for some instant reaction from the Kassam Stadium. Uh, Over to Chris Woff. Well, I was just about to say good evening, everyone, but it's actually half 11 uh, at night, and I've just got back to the hotel next to the Kassam Stadium after another absolutely baffling exhausting befuddling evening I'm struggling to find the words it's similar in many ways to the Everton game the other week when George and I were recording the podcast 2-0 up at the Kassam Stadium looking comfortable Sean Longstaff playing in number 10 role took a really took his goal really well early on and Newcastle were operating really well I thought I thought that front three was working quite well and gradually as the game won Newcastle lost a bit of control but even going, I mean, going in that final 10 minutes at no point did, did you think even at Newcastle Brian Newcastle United standards did you think this is going extra time but lo and behold 86 minute Matt Ritchie gives away a silly free kick ball goes in the box and then eventually the ball ends up in the back of the net and, and suddenly Newcastle are, are really nervous when when that, that, that free kick went up and over the wall in the bottom corner and uh, Newcastle concede a wonderful volley for, from Oxford and the momentum really was with the home side I mean it was just bizarre and really Newcastle at one stage you really fear they were going to head out of the cup first 10 minutes of extra time they really struggled and Oxford had a couple of opportunities to win it Newcastle held on and eventually up pops Alan Samaximan with uh, what he's been criticised for is he's, he's made such an impact since coming to Newcastle the way he gets them up the pitch the way he carries the ball but he, he, he he's had a couple of injuries and the, the big frustration is he'd only had one goal before tonight and one assist he didn't didn't contribute enough in the final third and uh, you can still level that against him but he, he gets the ball with four minutes to go cuts in from the left beats two men and an absolute rocket into into the top right hand corner of the net if I can score and the team win it's it's perfect but I don't think only about goal you know sometimes I go I do some run and I make a space for my partner and after they are more free and they can score and this it's important for me too I come in England for playing Premier League because for me it's the best league in uh, in Europe you know 
and I'm really happy to play in Premier League and I have to keep going for score more goals, score more, yeah, do more assists and do everything more well. That goal settled it, Newcastle win 3-2 and they go on to the fifth round of the FA Cup, the first time since 2006, unbelievably. Mike Ashley was here tonight despite all of the takeover speculation, the fact that the, the, the Saudi Arabia-led group are interested in buying Newcastle United. My owner Mike Ashley was here for just this the second game he's watched all season and go to Arsenal now with a bit of positivity and then they can head to West Brom next month and hopefully get through another round to, to the FA Cup quarterfinals so George what can we say about that I'm absolutely exhausted I don't know about you well we both have our penises out right now and just just to, just to kind of get with the theme of the night um, I'm, I'm still struggling to get my head around that that we've seen on um, national television um, um, a man celebrating a goal by pulling his pants down getting his his, uh, his gentleman friend out and, and waving it around in front of an advertising for Viagra I don't know whether other clubs have this kind of stuff I honestly Honestly, I don't know, but that was an extraordinary moment at the end of a, just a thoroughly exhausting night. I'm absolutely exhausted. This is an exhausting team. They're exhausting to watch. It's an exhausting football club to be around. Um, anyway, they've got through. It's, this is not a cup run. This is a cup cup hobble. It's a cup limp, and I'm not talking about Viagra there. But um, but it's it's what what is going on? I, I genuinely don't know. I'm I mean, like you say, it's not a cup run, is it? It's uh, We've kind of struggled massively to get through these games, which, let's be fair, we're playing against teams who we're expected to beat. And 2-0 up and looking, looking safe, ghosting through, and then it all goes Newcastle United, doesn't it? It's it's pure Newcastle United. I mean, I think we have to say, first off, I mean, this will sound patronising, and I don't mean it to, but Oxford were brilliant. They were really good. I mean, to, to kind of hang in there at 2-0 down and come back and play the way they did in the second half, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Newcastle fans rightly will point to the frailties of their own team, but Oxford played so well. I mean, they, they were brilliant, and they, they deserved to get back into that game. They really did. But, Jesus, I mean, this team makes it so hard for itself I mean replays over Rochdale replay replay over Oxford and I kind of I'm, I'm sitting here opposite you with my head in my hand because my head feels heavy from watching that I mean we've, we've been watching it in the pub together on the television and it was kind of it was a it was a funny experience because we've had we've had sort of mainly men around us and just sort of expressing this sort of just pen up frustration that got worse and worse throughout the night. There was a kid in front of us who, 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 who went very early with the kind of swearing and frustration and stuff like that. And I've, I've kind of, I feel like I've taken his pain onto onto myself. But anyway, they're through. They're through for the first time since uh, for 14 years, and they've got a game against West Brom. I struggle to say that that's winnable because nothing feels winnable, does it? But except that they're getting through. They're getting through through these games and fair fair play to them I have to say that was that was an experience watching that that's the that's the one word I can give it it was an absolute experience and like you say the people around us who were watching it you know Newcastle fans who were who were invested emotionally and everything I know it's an FA Cup game and uh, and it's 
you know, it's not the biggest tie in the world. It's to get through at the fifth round. But the emotion in this bar, I mean, by the way, the bar we're in is the Strawberry, by the way. And they've, they've been very kind to allow us to uh, to record in here. And thank you to them for that. Uh, but the emotions on the fans was just, it was it was fever pitch from five minutes in. Some of them were so up there, ready for it. It was just crazy. And then you would think at 2-0 up and looking fairly comfortable that, that those emotions would die down a little bit. But they didn't. It was just, I think this is a thing, though, with this team. We're, we're so used to it all going sideways on us and tits up that we just can't settle. You can't settle when you watch Newcastle. No, I think I said to you at halftime, should we just should we start recording now and just get out, you know, go home? And um, but I should have I should have known better, really. I really should. And no, the lad in front of us was literally smacking his head against the table after about five minutes, which I thought was he went he went kind of he went from naught to for F's sake, man, in about thirty seconds of the game. But actually, he knew what he was talking. I mean, he actually he was right because we I think we saw Newcastle sort of you know take the lead and then double the lead and then he his his overall feeling about the game was right because that's how it turned out wasn't it that was how it turned out but god I feel I, I kind of do want to go outside and punch a horse square in the face because I think that's the only thing that could sort of I'm not going to do that no and I don't approve of things like that but um, I'd imagine that's exactly what he would have done if, if we hadn't scored that goal in, in extra time he was he was well up there wasn't he oh it's just extraordinary it's extraordinary I and mean, this team for all the failings of it and they are manifold and for all the faults and for all the for the kind of crap stuff about the team and I'm sure we'll talk about Norwich a bit a bit later on but they've produced some really good moments and that that has been the story of the season it's turgid it is 99.9% turgid and there have been these extraordinary moments whether it was tonight whether it was Everton whether it was Chelsea um, they've found a way of producing these positive, extraordinary, life-affirming moments in an overall season which hasn't particularly felt life-affirming. You know, we talk about the reaction that there's been since the weekend to a goalless draw against Norwich which took the team up to 10th, but it was almost as if, you know, as if there's been some sort of kind of disaster and I understand that there's a huge context of that. But anyway, the team have found a way to pull out some results. You would not put, I wouldn't put a pound on them getting past West Brom. But but then, you know, with, on tonight's form, maybe they would. You know, maybe they would. You'd be mad to try and predict what happens next in Newcastle, wouldn't you? I mean, let's be honest. <clears throat> it's taken us over three hours to get past Oxford. We haven't been able to break them down. You know, we've scored tonight. We scored it fairly early on. Two decent goals. First goal by Matt, uh, by Sean Longstaff. Sorry, was was a great strike. I mean, he's he's looked a bit rough in the last few weeks at the poor lad, and I think he's he struggled a little bit. And I thought it was maybe it's time to give him a little bit of a rest. But he took that goal really well tonight, that first goal. Yeah, struck it beautifully. It was a good goal. In fact, all the goals, all the goals from both teams were, were actually really good goals. And um, no, that's a good moment for him. Um, he was named as man of the match by Martin Keown. So I'm sure that'll give him um, absolutely no confidence whatsoever. High but praise indeed. High praise indeed. Um, but no, that you know that was a that was a good moment. And, and at that kind of stage, you sort of think that the, the team should be in 
cruise control, the first goal goes in, then the second goal, obviously Jalinton. I mean, I think that I think they that they did suffer a bit from a lack of fortune in the sense that. Jalinton scores the second goal and then immediately has to go off and then towards the end of the game Almiron, Almiron comes off and you know they were they were kind of seeing the, seeing the game out and it didn't work out like that but God, I don't know. I can't really remember most of it. I'm exhausted. I've had four pints as well. So. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that definitely. It's 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 been a long old night, hasn't it? And it's I felt like I was going to be watching that game of football forever. That's how it felt at times. It felt like we'd been kind of we'd been subject to this because we'd done something wrong in a previous life. This was what we had to do now forever. It, it was it, it wasn't Groundhog Day because it wasn't it wasn't it being repeated over and over again. It was just never ever going to end, and it was it. it it's like the first half that's fine okay that's fine 2-0 not great but fine they've got through that's fine and then just after that it just seemed to last forever and it's it, it was a Newcastle are the kind of team that would give paracetamol a headache <laughs> I mean they, they they are just a headache of a football team they're just a headache you can't work them out and um, just I mean really painful painful and then at the end of it you have that sort of release not quite the release you want to see with a man pulling his pants down. I, I, I'm just, I'm struggling to get. You can't get past that, can you? I'm struggling to get past that. But I sort of understand. I mean, as an analogy for the night, sort of the anger, the pressure, the tension, the feeling of building up to something. Eventually, there has to be this release, and yeah. at least that one man mm. had some sort of release. So fair play to him. I mean, we do sing about being the cock of the north, don't we? So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, if I don't only. I think that's what's meant by the song. If, if only in one way. I mean, I mean, I haven't studied the replays too carefully, but um, but it did look like quite a cold night. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure this is going to get talked about a lot more than the actual game was, but never mind. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, the, th- the, the, the problem is, though, we've, we've won. There's been a, a lovely moment at the end where St. Maximum scored a brilliant goal, but it's glossing over, isn't it? It's glossing over the fact that we've thrown away a 2-0 lead against Oxford in the FA Cup with a team which looked, on paper, fairly strong. A decent back five, you would say, the Premier League, a Premier League standard back five, the two long staffs in the middle. Um and then playing kind of two up front or one behind the other and then Jalinton scores which is great for the lad I'm glad he got the goal it was a well taken goal and um, and then he has to go off straight away like you say but it feels like all of the impetus was taken out of us as soon as Joe Linton went off but that scoreline flatters us tonight I think I think winning 3-2 when when it went to 2-2 I said to you there's only one team winning this now and, and that's how it felt it felt like Oxford could win that game at any moment and they had chances let's let's you know Let's not pretend that that was comfortable. They had chances towards the end. Carl Darlow makes a save. Jamal Lasalle clears one off the line with his head. They have a couple of times when the ball's in the box and their players can't get their feet right and Matt Ritchie clears one and everything, every single fibre of my being as a Newcastle fan is telling me that we're going to lose that game. Yeah, but I mean, how many times have we said this this season? I mean, we've said that, we've said that time and again this season, whether it's in the Cup or in the League, and we're saying it, and yet they're still finding a way to do it. Um, it does, you know, you can, ha- you can have these seasons and, um, you know, I think you can argue that sort of Leicester had that kind of season when they won the title, when everything runs for you not to kind of downplay that in any in any way shape or form because that was an extraordinary achievement but where things go for you and 
I also think back to the season when Newcastle finished fifth, and I and I don't mean this. I'm not trying to compare this season with that or this season with Leicester. Clearly, but there were just seasons when. So in the season when Newcastle finished fifth, there would be injuries, and there would be kind of crucial injuries, and yet the people that came into the team, you wouldn't notice the difference. So you would have people like James Perch or Mike Williamson coming into the team, and there wasn't a loss of momentum, and it's not really explainable. And I think there's, there has been a bit of that going on this season in the sense that Newcastle have not been lucky in terms of the injuries they've had, but there's been this feeling of things running for them. So, you know, I'm not trying to say that fate's with them or anything like that, because if you watch it, you know it's this, you know, it doesn't feel lucky to be watching Newcastle. It feels pretty bloody awful to watch Newcastle. But they they are capable of having these moments and you just have to kind of ride ride that that wave with it. I said before, and I, I believe it, Oxford will, will be kicking themselves that they didn't win that game. They were great. They were really good. And, you know, fair play to Carl Robinson and and his squad they've they've done brilliantly over the two legs and you know that's you know if that if for them representing Lee Warren they've done a, they've done brilliantly that sounds incredibly patronising I don't no. mean it too they were they were fabulous um, Newcastle you know they're stinking their way to the to the to the fifth round for the first time under Mike Ashley but you know they're, they're, there we are so we have to we have to we have to enjoy it and revel in it yeah I, I agree with what you were saying about Oxford though I thought they were really good they, they were great value in the second half especially um, the kid Holland in the middle who uh, who scored the equaliser in, in the last couple of minutes of the game um, I thought he was unlucky not to be given Martin Keown's man of the match um, but also probably lucky as well in many ways but yeah he, I thought he, he was great and the kid who scored the free kick as well I think it was Kennedy I think his name was we, just brilliant great performances all around the pitch they didn't look scared of Newcastle and I mean if you'd watched Newcastle in recent weeks why why would you be scared of them yeah yeah no absolutely I mean you know and if we if we turn back a few days to to Norwich seeing Norwich come come to do we have to really well, I mean no I mean I, and I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't there thankfully I although I say thankfully I was at Blythe's Barnes which was arguably even worse but um, but you know seeing Norwich the bottom of the table team come to St James's Park and dominate possession that happens I mean that that is this is not a team that is good at football I mean that's not the thing that they're good at the thing that they can do is they, they can hang on and they, they can stay in games and they do have a spirit and they do have a perseverance and they can and they can kind of carry on and we have seen that against Oxford and we, we do have to give them credit for that because as you say at, at when it got back to two all it felt like there was only one team in it suddenly Oxford looked tired and which is kind of understandable and you know finally Newcastle's quality in inverted commas commas won out but they have the capacity to do that you know it's not a coincidence that they keep doing it and that they've kept doing it and they've kept doing it late in games and so we just there were times when you know it's this is an incredibly frustrating football club and it's a it's definitely a very frustrating team um but you have to you have to you know you do have to say they've got through it so we have to applaud them for that albeit 
it, I mean, it feels like it's. I feel like I've lost a kind of week of my life yeah. just sitting through watching it. But you know, here we are. Yeah, I mean, the, the, talking about the Norwich game on, uh, on on Saturday, we we were awful. We were we were absolute garbage. And I mean, Grant Hanley, bless him, a man who looks like he eats wallpaper for a hobby. It, it, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He he, he just had Jalinton in his pocket for the entire game, didn't he? He didn't even move. He didn't have to. Um, have you not heard that story that Grant Hanley eats wallpaper? Because apparently he does. Does he? Well, no. But oh, he just looks like he does. Um, yeah, no. And the fallout from that has been sort of quite quite intense. And that's you know that's that's sort of interesting. And it's a bit. Not disturbing, but I think people, you know, I, I'm assuming, and I think I'm right to say this, that most people listening to this are Newcastle fans, and so they, we sort of understand the context that there is at this club, that this is not an easy club, this is actually an uneasy club at the moment, and that the sticking plaster that there's been at the club has been taken off and it feels very raw so people from outside the club are looking in and on Saturday Newcastle went to 10th by virtue of that nil-nil draw and are saying doesn't make any sense and are saying that therefore that this is a sign of things kind of being okay and Steve Bruce is doing a good job and you know all this kind of stuff the context of the club is that it, the season began with a boycott and it's midway through it 10,000 season tickets have been given away for free so that is the context and so you have to ask the question for why that is and effectively we're seeing we're seeing all this play out at the moment and it's it's people hate hate it when you kind of revert back to, to, to Benitez leaving in the summer but he was he was a sticking plaster at the club and it's gone and I feel very sorry for Steve Bruce in the sense that I know him and I like him and he's a good fella, but um, and I and I kind of I dislike some of the sort of um, angry stuff that's getting said about him. But people have to understand that the context at the club is that this is a club that is that is failing, that is set up to fail, and it feels like we're witnessing kind of a, a long, slow kind of death and it's felt like that for a decade and that is the reason why there is all this sort of anger and dismay and disillusion around the around the club that this is the club that has been relegated twice and promoted twice that is existing to exist and that's the feeling that there is at the moment exacerbated by the way the team's playing the fact they're in 10th uh, it's now 12th but you know the fact they kind of climbed into 10th is sort of irrelevant and I would urge people outside of the outside of the kind of region outside of the club to kind of have a you know to have a bit more respect for the people who watch the team week in week out but also for the people who don't come anymore and to ask the question why that is why there are 10,000 season ticket holders who were, who are no longer there and why the club have had to give away season tickets it's a sad story and we're in some ways it's a club that's in civil war and it's been glossed over because the stadium is still full yeah 
you know so that was a rambling answer to a question that you didn't actually ask but, 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 I, but I do think that's important so I'm, I'm very conflicted about, about what's happening at the moment because I do like Steve Bruce and I don't I wish he hadn't taken the job I said that at the time I think he's done better than any of us could have expected in terms of points and I think that I think because he's got here in terms of points he deserves the right to carry on and let's see what happens next I mean will will that be successful I think the way the club is set up is is geared up to fail so I think you know I think Rafa this is now a rant I'm sorry Rafa Rafa left the club because he 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 lost he lost the argument against Mike Ashley the reason he left was his contract was up he lost the argument he could not persuade Mike Ashley to change and so this is what we've left with we're left with a club that's reverted back to where it was before and actually 12th place that's better than I thought because I thought they'd be in the relegation zone now all the stats tell us they should be in the relegation zone but they're not and now they're in the fifth round of the cup so great yeah it's interesting you're saying it's a club that's set up to fail it, I mean it depends by what metric you class failure you know to Mike Ashley this is nothing but a glorious success this is exactly what he wants the club's in the Premier League it's safe it's going nowhere you know what I mean this is, this is why this is why he continues with the club the way he does we're going to be settled and just you know there's plenty of drama knocking about but we're not in any danger of going down are we really at the moment and we haven't been for you know since we came back up under Rafa and it feels like it's just a club with no direction yes I'm not sure if I agree with us with when you say no danger of going down because I think there, I think there has been I think there has been over the last couple of seasons and I think I think the league I think the league positions have been a bit of a mirage. I mean Rafa effectively said that tenth place in the first season back was you know, almost the worst thing that could have happened mm. because it kind of papered over the cracks of how how bad the team, not how bad, but how difficult it had been, how much of a struggle. Those two seasons were a huge struggle. I mean, this season is a struggle. It's just that it's been peppered with those incredible highs along the way, in a way, but that have come along in a way that you kind of just can't can't explain. Steve Bruce is a reversion to you know to the club to the club that it was before and has been effectively ever since Ashley took over the, the, the one the, the one exception is Benitez because of his because of his CV and what he'd done and all that and he came to the club thinking that he could make it something else and he left because he couldn't and so we're now back in the situation that we, that we were before I think if you're I think if the battleground is Steve Bruce I think I think I think that's a mistake because I think the battleground is the ownership of the club and the fact that the club and the fact that the club won't change and won't get better under this owner unless there's a unless there's a fluky season and they're capable of having a fluky, fluky season in one respect this is one of them um, I don't I don't uh, I don't think that Steve Bruce was wrong to take the job on his terms I wish he hadn't because it'll end in disaster because it always does under this owner but um, 
he's come in and thought, maybe I'm the man who can change Mike Ashley. Maybe I'm the man who can do something here. Maybe I'm the man who can finally win a trophy. Just like Rafa did. Just like Steve McLaren did. Just like Alan Pardew did. All those managers. They all have the ego to think that they're the one to do it. I don't blame them for that. Um, I think Newcastle fans are seeing what's happening this season and thinking, this is so unsustainable that if we don't get relegated this season, we will get relegated next season. At the same time, I think the points total should be enough for Steve to be given, you know, to be given the chance to mess things up on his on his own terms. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say there is there is going to have to be a point at some some time when the wheels come off. It feels like this cannot continue the way it's going. You know, it's we've said before on the podcast that they're sustaining the unsustainable, but you can't go on like this forever as a Premier League club. It just doesn't lend itself to to this kind of thing it's just not going to work if something has to change something either has to give as in a change of ownership or relegation and the club drops or what's what is going to happen which makes this this kind of purgatory that we're stuck in at the minute what happens to change that because at the minute it feels like it just feels like a nothingness it doesn't feel like there's any direction it doesn't feel like there's any point to it it's just existing and that's 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 actually worse than than failure to me just existing with no yeah. point yeah and you know we're used to we're used to failure up here I mean that's not you know I'm 50 this year I know I don't look at Taylor thanks very much for saying that. you never are I had a mouthful of Guinness so I couldn't uh, say anything but you never are 50 George um, it's all the marathons you run um, but you know so I'm used to seeing Newcastle being kind of crap and I don't I don't object to them being crap I do object to them not trying though that, and that has been the kind of the thing I've taken offence from uh, over the last decade really is that you you know this idea that they don't even try and that's how it feels to me whether it's league or cups or 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 kind of whatever um the fact that they have you know the fact that steve bruce has said he'll pick his strongest teams in the cup this season i love that and he has and he has done that i mean it's just that the it's just that the getting getting to the fifth round has been such torture but they're there so you know great and yeah it's 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 so difficult to kind of evaluate and it's so difficult to sort of explain to people who don't watch the team or who aren't around the club to explain how 12th isn't necessarily an improvement on last year or the year before or whatever that this doesn't feel like progress it actually feels like regression in a lot of ways I'm not blaming Steve Bruce for that but I am blaming the ownership and 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 where they are the fact that is though that I have taken pleasure from individual individual results and it's like you know when the goal when the winning goals in tonight we're both on our feet we're cheering because that like it's almost the contrast between what's gone before is so is so intense you have that moment of absolute intense pleasure um, and it and it feels so you know there's such a kind of strong contrast between what's gone before but I think that's what we're reduced to I think we're reduced to taking pleasure from tiny little moments but that's why we do this though isn't it that's why we that's why we are football fans 
because you get those moments and that's what you wait for you might sit through 120 minutes of utter drudgery to get that split second of joy you know that's that's the reason why we do this that's why you fall in love with the game in the first place that's the entire point of being a football fan you you know this it, it would be no different if you were a Man United fan who'd spent years at the top of the game winning everything that was there it's that one moment you feel like that when your team wins in the last minute of a game no one can change that doesn't matter if you support Newcastle United or Swindon Town or South Shields or Morpeth or whoever that's those little moments when they come that's why we do this that's why we come and watch football but don't you think that it's more it's it's more concentrated this season because so much of it around it is just total shit well absolutely yeah I think because when you do get those moments they feel like nuggets of pure gold whereas before you, you know you, the team played decent and you win a game and you all go oh that's nice we all go to the pub but now the team win a game when they've played like utter shit and you think oh this is this is crazy this can't this this can't be right why but you keep going and you keep following and you keep yeah. supporting it's it's mad but like I think the, the part of the frustration with being a Newcastle fan is that it's always within touching distance it's always there it's the the, the, the kind of the the feeling of of it being brilliant is just around the corner but we never seem to get around the corner it's always there and it's always within our grasp and we have the chance to do it and we get you know we get close we feel like oh the team's progressing let's buy another couple of players and then we'll be in the top half and then we don't and then you're back to a relegation battle again you know the fifth place season is the one that you were talking about before in Ireland Pardew we we nearly got in the Champions League that year next season next summer we bought Vernonita and nobody else yeah. and, and it feels like every single season feels like an opportunity missed under Mike Ashley and it always feels like it's there but you can't quite reach it and I just wish that somebody would come along and give us the opportunity to, to go for it and that we'd have that chance to actually make it happen and you know those moments like tonight when we score in the last minute they, they'll be coming every week maybe at some point in the future but who knows I don't know I just wish that we had the chance it's hard being a Newcastle fan it's it's exhausting it's exhausting I, I, do you Taylor, know what Taylor can, can I just can you, would you now put your penis away it's just it's, 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 it's just it's been out for half an hour now and it's it's been out all night you just hadn't seen it until now <laughs> it's, it's just you know it's a bit much I mean I don't mean it's a bit much it's 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 a bit no it's nowhere near enough no no um, I know why is it so hard again being a Newcastle fan not your penis um, um, it's honestly it's, it's that, that night was a headache we've had a headache this is a headache this night is a headache and finally it's like in the last second we've taken a tablet and it's like suddenly it clears and there's this moment of kind of clarity and those huge there's these like massive there have been these huge spikes of adrenaline this season and these huge spikes of pleasure but they've just been surrounded by dross and I do remember you know I do remember being a fan myself and being in the stadium and it feels like a long time ago now but actually being there and enjoying it and and you know feeling that you were going to win almost knowing you were going to win and then you would win and it was amazing and I mean it was actually a good game of football um, it was a good game of football tonight but 
it wasn't a pleasure to watch you know the pleasure was really restricted and you know that's what we're kind of that is what we're reduced to but I said before it's not a cup run it's a cup hobble but Newcastle are kind of hobbling on they're hobbling on and so we have to be we have to be thankful thankful is the wrong word I mean, I'm glad Mike Ashley was there tonight to see how bad that was. But I, d- I wonder if he that. Won't give a shit about but I wonder if that registers. I wonder won't. if that registers with him, and I kind of wonder whether he registers the songs that were sung about him, and sort of. I wonder what he kind of thinks about that. Um, it's it's you know it's a it's it's never anything other than a fascinating football club. But it's just you know I, f- I feel I feel like I've aged. A year or five years or something. I, I don't know. It's it's they're inexplicable. They're inexplicable. I you know I I um, when I was at Everton and in the away end, I called you know I called them these black and white bastards, and they are. I'm, I'm kind of furious. I'm sort of furious. They've won, and I still feel furious. I think at the end of the game, I, I, I didn't I didn't even celebrate the fact we won. I just kind of slumped into the corner and and thought, oh, God. Thank God for that. It was more relief than it was pleasure or joy. Do you know what I mean? The the, the, the joyous moment was the goal going in, the yeah. maximum goal going in. But when the whistle went, the people around us in the bar were celebrating and you know hugging and all that sort of stuff. But for me, it was just I felt like somebody had let the air out of me, and I just went. <sighs> Thank God, you know, and it feels like that with Newcastle so often. The win is always great, but there's always like to go with it, you know. You always yeah. feel like it's it's been hard work, and I mean, my it's it's, it's no it's no coincidence that my grey hair has doubled over the years. In the last couple of years of watching, you know, the way this team's been playing and how we've been, and it's just. It's ridiculous, but it would be the most Newcastle thing in the world to go down to West Brom and absolutely turn them over and get in the next round. And no, no, no. you don't think no. you don't think there's any chance of that happening. I don't think, no, it wouldn't be Newcastle to go down West Brom and turn them over. Be going down to it would be very Newcastle to go down to West Brom, sort of have the bus turn up late because there have been really bad traffic, <laughs> and then uh, get there and you know and and Alanson Maximus forgot his headband so he can't play, and it's all it's all tortuous and it's of course it's on television because. Because it's you know it's you know it's, it's Newcastle again, and it's all set up to fail, just like it was tonight. And you know you know that the I know Shearer was there, and there was a great moment. There's a great picture of Shearer celebrating uh, one of the goals going in. But you know they're there to see Newcastle lose effectively, and the same thing can happen again. And Newcastle can stink their way to a last minute one nil win. Um, I don't think they're never going to turn anybody over, are they? This team, no. No, they're not going to turn anyone over, but, you know, we can dream, can't we? We can hope. Maybe. Maybe we'll all go to the Hawthorns and have a wonderful day, and then we'll get into the quarterfinals and we'll mug our way through that one. We'll get the semis and we'll we'll brush our way past some some Premier League team on penalties, and then we'll all be stood in Wembley Stadium waving our cocks around. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, George? Let's dare to dream. Come on, maybe that lad had a had a thing going. He was he's a trendsetter. Windmill. We're all doing the Mike Ashley helicopter. <laughs> Windmill Cox. The new dance sensation. Cox out Rocking the dance floors of Newcastle. Oh God. <laughs> We're all going to be down the big market waving our chaps. <laughs> oh. God. Are we? 
Are we, are we the sober ones and everybody else is pissed? Or we That's what it is. That's where it is. Uh, right. Anyway, I think we've 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 talked enough. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to us talk absolute waffle for the last half an hour or so. And uh, thanks for Chris uh, going down to uh, Oxford and, and and standing in that stadium and watching that. <laughs> oh, and he, Chris has been working on this um, big piece on St Maximin, and that will now be going up on the Athletic very very shortly. So please look out for that. Um, Chris went to France and has spoken to uh, his family, friends, colleagues, all that kind of stuff, um, and has been waiting for an opportunity to, to get this thing out. The goal tonight was fantastic and is definitely worthy of that, so please look out for that on The Athletic. Wonderful. You're not allowed to see a big piece on a night like this. I can't. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, look after yourselves. I hope you have a good week, and we'll uh, we'll hopefully talk to you very soon. Um, thanks a lot for listening to Pod on the Time. Make sure you subscribe. Get yourself onto the Athletic and subscribe, and use the code Newcastle Pod for a forty percent discount. Thanks a lot, and uh, here's to the fifth round of the FA Cup.